there's two types of superstars, ones that are obsessed with winning and ones that are scared of losing. And Kobe responded, he goes, I'm neither. He said, the, the people who are obsessed with winning, when they fail, they take it so hard. And the ones that are scared of losing are spending all their time in a state of fear. And when I find a hole in my game, I turn my attention to it and I go work on that. Are you ready to become the dad you were meant to be? Good, because this is the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast, where imperfect actions are better than perfect ideas, promises kept are more important than promises made, and nothing happens unless you make it happen. My name is Drew, father of three, and founder of the Epic Dad Company. My mission is to help dads up their game and become the husbands, fathers, and men they're called to be. We need Epic Dads now more than ever. And it is your responsibility and obligation to become the best father you can be and show your kids what is possible. Listen in for weekly tips, strategies, and actions you can take to go from average dad to epic dad. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Epic Dad Legacy Podcast. This is your host, Drew Campier, the founder of the Epic Dad Company. Hey, today we have got a special treat for you. We're going to give you an inside look into our live community call that we have inside the Epic Dad crew. Now, the Epic Dad crew is our free, absolutely free online community. It is our tribe. It is our flag in the ground, so to speak, for dads that want to step up, dads that want to level up in every area of life and become the husbands, fathers, and men they're called to be. And inside the Epic Dad crew, we give you free resources, we give you free strategies, we give you content, courses, workout plans, uh, really, we give you the gamut, right, uh, to, to try to give you the resources that you need so you can start leading your family the way that you are capable of. And each month, every third Thursday, we get together as a group and host a live online call. Uh, typically, this is bringing one of our podcast guests or someone from my network that is absolutely killing it as a dad and give you guys direct access to them to ask Q&A. And so this month's community call, we sit down with a recent podcast guest, Jake Blanchard, and we deep dive uh, with Jake. So we go through the gamut. We ask some questions related around imposter syndrome about how we can remove the need for other people's approval. Uh, and we talk about how we can drive competition into our lives to make sure that we are challenging each other and really holding each other accountable as a tribe to become the best that we can. So I hope you guys enjoy this inside look at the Epic Dad Crew community call. And if you are looking for a community of men that are going to push you, that are going to challenge you, that are going to hold you accountable to becoming your best self, I want to invite you to join the Epic Dad crew. I have got a link down in the description for you to sign up and we'd love to see you inside the crew. All right, guys, let's hop into this live monthly call with Jake Blanchard. What is going on? We've got, uh, who all we got in the room here? And we got some more folks hopping in. Uh, we got Drew, what's going on? Nikos, what's up? Jonathan, Chris, Dean, Hugo, what is up, guys? Um, hey, we've got Jake Blanchard uh, in the room. We'll, we'll get with him in just a second. And then we've got uh, a couple mo more folks joining in. But I know Jake's time is uh, is limited today. So I want to dive in as, as quick as we can. Um, and then I've, I'm recording this as well for guys that can't make the call. Uh, we'll drop this inside the Epic Tag crew. Uh, so if you guys can't join it live, you're at least able to see, uh, you know, what the the calls are all about. So 
Um, you guys notice I've got my buddy in the background here. So we'll, that was not planned. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, he may interrupt every two seconds, but it's part of, part of being a dad. Right. So, um, but all right. So let, let's jump in guys, a couple housekeeping things real quick. Then we're going to jump in with Jake. So, uh, for, for guys that are new. So, so the crew has been growing a ton, uh, lately we, I think have 110 members or even more than that now. Um, so it's been growing by leaps and bounds, which is great. Um, and we're trying to build the premier online community for dads, right? Like that, that is the goal is the, to make it the premier, uh, community and it's not perfect right now. Right. Like, uh, you know, we have, we have, free workout programs. We've got community, we've got conversations, we've got resources, we've got a lot of stuff, but it's not perfect. And so, uh, you know, I, I've been meeting with several uh, members to try to make this a lot better. And so you guys will see some things coming out over the next couple of weeks, such as we're going to have a wad that's posted daily, right? So a workout of the day. Um, and uh, we're going to try to kind of boost some locality into it as well and then create teams and kind of have some competitiveness cool which we'll, we'll talk about with Jake here uh, a little bit. Um, but, you know, we know it's not perfect, right? But, um, you know, we're, we're thankful you guys are here and, and hopefully you guys are jumping in head first, especially into our Epic Dad framework, uh, our six-pillar framework. And and ultimately, oh. I'm sure some of the guys on the on the call here will tell you um, that it, it is a tremendous exercise to go through that's going to take you from feeling like you're stuck, you're turning your wheels uh, to really feel like you have extreme clarity, right, on on who you are, what's important to you, and and where you're heading as a family. So if you haven't jumped into our Build Your Foundations course, go ahead and do that right when you join the crew. Um, and then last update, then we'll jump in with Jake, um, is I, I have to do it, right? I mean, Paleo Post, right, is now live. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, man, um, it's live, up and running. We've been getting feedback. Guys freaking love it. Um, I know a couple guys on here have had it too. I know Drew, you, you got one. Um, so we'd love to get your feedback, but, but you guys as part of the crew, you get, you get discounts on everything, um, as, as being part of the Epic Dad crew. So you get 15% discount on anything on our website, like anything, 15% discount on anything we have on Amazon, um, just for being part of the crew. Um, so I'll, I'll drop down your specific coupon, um, code, uh, into the chat, but it's just all one word and you guys get 15% off everything. Um, so that's it. Let's jump in with Jake. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing, man? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, um, Jake, I had you on the podcast. Uh, it dropped this week, I guess on Monday, but are you okay, Bubba? Again, this choking back there. Um, but our conversation was, was about a couple of weeks ago. Um, so hopefully you guys have had a chance to, to listen. And what I want to do is, is one, just kind of give you the opportunity to, you know, tell your story. Um, yeah. and we can talk about the podcast a little bit, but then I want to give an opportunity for Q and a, for, for some of these guys too. Um, you know, just to really dive in with you and, and, and pull out some, some golden nuggets, hopefully if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, um, I'll just hit the top of the waves. That way we can get to the questions. Yeah. So you can certainly listen to listen to the episode. Um, you know, I, I consider myself, you know, a relatively competitive person. Uh, I think I have been most of my life. I don't think I really realized I was 
not competing in the right things <laughs> for a long time. Uh, I was competitive when it was how many oh. you know shots could I drink with my buddies and <laughs> you know how late can you stay up and you know a lot of those types of things. I, I think now you know I, I compete with myself a lot more Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on trying to be the best dad that I can, try to be a great husband, um, and uh, you know certainly trying to grow and scale oh. my businesses. And, and you know from the standpoint of where my intentionality is in my life and, and the way that I organize my life and spend time with my kids, I can always improve. I think we can always, always, always improve. Uh, but I'm pretty proud of, of at least last four or five years since I went through this experience called the Modern Day Night Project, which kind of opened up my eyes to the amount of half-assing I was doing. And, uh, you know, I like to think that most of the time I'm whole-assing it now. So, uh, happy right. what is, yeah, what does Ron Swanson say? Don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for picking up on that one. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's me, man. I live in Boise, Idaho. I own a consulting firm. Um, I did um, executive coaching for a number of years. I still do it with uh, a handful of folks. Um, but, you know, I, I used to run larger groups um, and and do some of the, the mindset lifestyle coaching around that as well. Closed that down about 18 months ago um, for personal reasons. Um, could have, happy to get into it, but it, it was one of those things that I just focus on business. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really enjoyed our conversation, man. I've enjoyed our, our relationship we, we've had since we met. Um, you know, it's always fun to look on your social media and kind of see what you're up to. Right. And see, you know, um, Hey, Jake's out there getting after it with workouts, with jujitsu, and it kind of brings out the competitiveness in, in me. Right. Um, and, and it's not, it's, it's a healthy competitiveness, right? I think that was one of the big takeaways from our podcast was I, we like us as men, we need that. We need some type of tribe competitiveness, you know, where we can challenge each other. And, and it's, it's not in a negative way, like you were talking about before. Right. But it's, it's a healthy, positive way. So like, yeah. I just want to talk about that and wrap on that for a minute, man, of like, what, what's the best way we can drive that competitiveness. And if, if we don't have that, how do we go find it? I watched the thing with Kobe Bryant not too long ago and an old interview that he did. And they said, Hey, some people are the, the, the question the gal was asking, she goes, there's, there's two types of superstars, right? There are two types of like great players, ones that are obsessed with winning and ones that are scared of losing. Mm. Which one are you? And Kobe responded, he goes, I'm neither. He said, the, the people who are obsessed with winning, when they fail, they take it so hard. And the ones that are scared of losing are spending all their time in a state of fear. And he goes, I'm not scared of anything. He goes, I'm just trying to be the best basketball player I can be every single day I go out there. And when I find a hole in my game, I turn my attention to it and I go work on that. Right. And, and so for me personally, like when I talk about like the competitiveness, like jujitsu is an amazing um, outlet for me uh, to explore my competitiveness. But instead of trying to be the absolute goat of jujitsu, like I'm not going to be there. I'm 37 years old with bad yeah. knees, dude. Like I've, <laughs> I've, I've done a bunch of the tournaments. I'm a brown belt. I've trained for nine years. Like it's great, but like I'm competing against me just being the best jujitsu grappler I can. And what I find in that ecosystem is a handful of other dudes, a handful of other savages that are also doing the same thing. Right. And so I, I find that bond. I attach to that group of people. I help them train for tournaments. I give them the gas, you know, we, we go as hard as we can because we have that like brotherhood there and it fills my cup in that way. You know, so, you know, for me, 
I love that Kobe Bryant quote just recently came across it about six months ago. And, and that's how I define my competitiveness, I guess right now. Yeah. I like that, man. And I think it's, it speaks to you. Like you have to get around guys that are on your level doing similar things. Um, you know, like I, I just freaking blew my shoulder out trying to compete against a 19 year old in sprints. Right. So it's like, all right, well, let, let's make sure we're on the same level, you know, and, and oh. can compete. And like same thing with like CrossFit, right? Like I love CrossFit, but like, dude, there's some dudes in there that are a lot younger, you know, and like, we're starting to get a little bit older and it's like, yeah, you want to be competitive, but I think especially when we're talking about fitness, it's like, you have to shift your mindset towards longevity a little bit too, as opposed to like, let me, let me PR every single day in the gym, you know? But, um, the, the last thing I want to bring up too, and then I'll open it up for Q and a that I thought was really impactful. And I've, I've taken and actually added into my morning routine. You know, we, we talk a lot about identity, um, in here in, in the Epic Dad crew, it's one of our foundational pillars is our identity and our values. And, and we create these identity statements that we try to connect with on, on a daily basis in the morning, right. To help set up, set up a foundation for how we're going to show up for the day. And one of the things I took away from the podcast was it's, it sounds like you have something similar, you know? Um, and I actually added on those two lines that we talked about that I'm a man of my word and I make promises and I keep them. Right. So like, that's something that I added on to my identity. So like how important is identity to you? Um, and, and how are you connecting with it? No, that's a great question, man. Um, I the post project, I didn't really, uh, so the modern day night projects, a, a 75 hour program put on by Bedros Koulian and a handful of, you know, former Navy SEALs, et cetera. It's, you know, a, a personal crucible, if you will, it proves to yourself that you can achieve things mentally and physically for many of us that don't go through the military, et cetera. It's, it's great to catalyze growth. One of the things you walk away from that experience with is a creed. Right. I'm a man of my word. I make a promise and I keep it. I'm responsible for everything in my life. And that gives me the power and control to change my circumstances. I lead with call upon, follow when I must, show respect to my fellow man, demand respect back, grovel on no one, protect those who can't protect themselves, leave others better than I find them, uh, have high standards of expectations, tremendous attention to detail, and be driven to dominate life. Right. So, like, you walk out and it's and that's ingrained in our heads, like getting out on the other side of that uh, um, project. It was, it was awesome. Right. For two to three years, I use that as my mental scaffolding, right? So I would wake up in the morning, I would say the 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 creed in the shower, and then the evenings before I went to bed, I would just check it down. Like, was I a man of my word today? Did I lie today? Like, you know, did I lie to myself? Did I lie to others, people that I care about? You know, did I protect those who couldn't protect themselves today? Was there an opportunity to do that? Um, I... I love the creed. I do keep it as like one of my major reflection points, but like about two years ago, I'll pull this off. Like for me, it's like, who are you? Right. So I had, uh, when I was, um, sitting down and kind of writing out my yearly plans or goals, um, I started dissecting the things about me that I wanted to do better. And then I created my own scaffolding just for, you know, how I'm going to live my life. Right. So the first one is, and these are in no particular order, right? They're just 12 things that are important to me. Time is relentless. Use it with purpose. Life flows through you. Don't forget that. Show up with energy, positivity, and gratitude are your default. No excuses. If you want it, do it. Discipline makes you feel your value. Health is everything. Food is fuel. Because boy, I like Skittles, bro. (laughs) I like Skittles, man. Um, if you aren't, you aren't searching for yourself, you know who you are, act like it. You are responsible. Your family deserves your love, patience, and time. You are the light shine so bright. They need sunglasses. 
bias for action. Let's fucking go. Right. So like yeah. for me, I look at that every single day when I come into my office, I identify with it. I connect it. And then, you know, I use the creep kind of buttress that for some of the mm-hmm. day-to-day things in life. That's what I believe I am. That's what I'm tracking to what I'm tracking for. And it gives me so much more confidence in knowing, right? Yeah. Who is yeah. Jake Blanchard? Jake is a guy who does these things, believes in these things, does his best to uh, to be proud of himself for those things. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, I think having that core identity is so important, right? It, is, it shapes the foundation of what's important to you and how you're going to show up, right? And the decisions you make. So, uh, well, hey, guys, with that, I want to open it up to Q&A because I know Jake's time is a little bit limited uh, at the half hour. So um, I'll open it up to our Accelerator members. We've got a, a few on the call here. Um, if you guys have a, a question, go ahead and raise your hand. Um, if not, I've, I've got a few. And if not, we can jump to uh, some of the other guys. So if you would, just uh, there should be a little button, um, you know, in Zoom, a little emoji hand raise. Um, if you guys got one for Jake. Nikos, what's up, man? What you got? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good, man. Um, so I was listening to the podcast and you were talking about how it was towards the end of um, that crucible yeah. where they gave you the bucket at about like 20 pounds worth of water yeah. and you were just grimacing and doing everything else. And then finally they were, I forget the words. It was like, Hey, why don't you just do the work? Like, like yeah. stop making everyone think you're working hard. <laughs> oh. And it, it, it kind of, it, it made me laugh because so like me, I'm in, um, I'm in real estate um sell a ton of properties out here and i get i get frustrated because so much of it is like social media based right i mean everyone everyone's got about 15 people they see and i'm like oh god like do i gotta be doing a bunch of stuff like that or do i just need to keep putting my head down and work right and and i've always been of that mindset and then you know like same thing like at the gym right like do i need to be the guy who lays down on the floor as soon as the cross the wad's done and and you know groans and hits my foot or or do I not right and and you know even as a as a dad right do I need to it's almost like the opposite you know do I need to just bottle it all up and not show anything or is it okay to show a little bit of that of a emotion or angst or whatnot you know I mean I I love that analogy so much because I feel so many times so much in this life like everyone's trying to show everyone how hard we work. Right. Yeah. So how are you, how did you take that into where you are today? Like, you know, just not just doing the work is how I took it, you know, put the head down and go. Yeah. Um, man, the thing that I was most guilty of was victim noises. Right. Like, while I was working out or while I was just going through the program, it's just like, like all those like little like kind of bitchy noises that you end up making when you're tired or whatever. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that on here, but that's what I was going through. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and, you know, you're you're obviously a hunter, right? You know, that uh, whole Cam Cam Haynes mindset that nobody cares about Carter, right? Um, You know, I, I try to remember that. My default is not doing that my default is trying to get some heavy pets on things that i've done or things that i'm actively doing that's the battle for me 
That's the battle of like validation from the people that are around me or the people that I work with. They're like, you know, I've got my big ears on when I'm just trying to listen for compliments, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of give me those pets. And what, what I try to do is just kind of divorce myself from like the needy aspect of that and try to embrace the human aspect of that. I mean, as, as humans, it's like, it's really nice to have the people that are around you love and appreciate you or to recognize the the efforts that you make. But Mm -hmm. where I was off was the frequency in which I expected it. And then the toxic relationship that you create with other people or situations when you're not getting it. Right. Yeah. And so like I, I take, when it comes in, I sit with it because what happens is when you sit there and you're expecting other people to recognize you all day, which is what I was doing. And then they finally do. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> like it doesn't, cause you were just sitting there expecting it. Like it was like, oh, finally you said something. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then like, it doesn't sit with you. And so like, for me, it's just like, anytime somebody does provide me that I sit with it. I try to love up on that feeling, man, what a gift it is from that other person for them to actually say that, or especially my wife, my wife grew up in Alaska, man. She's, she's one of those gals. She'll help you move a couch. Like she'll, she'll build shit. She doesn't care. Like, and she, she also has a really hard time of like communicating in that way. Um, and I found myself throughout the course of our relationship, presenting her in a lot of ways for her inability to articulate things that she likes about me and like then you put the the mirror on yourself and you're like what what are you missing and you're like you have a beautiful wife you have an amazing family she'd obviously be gone if she didn't love you uh why do you need her to tell you she loved the way that you changed the tire you know like yeah stop it so i think it's all in expectations and then how you sit with it when you actually get it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. jay I'll, i'll throw something in here too man on that is um like one of the things that that like as I'm on this kind of new path of like trying to build this company, um, I, you know, I see where the vision can go. Um, but I think one of the things that I've been guilty of is seeking other people's approval, right, and doing things for for other people's approval. Um, and so one of the things that I, I am sitting with and and saying in a mantra every morning is like, hey, to get to where I need to go, I need to one be okay with uncomfortability. Right. And remove the, the need for other people's approval. Um, and that that's something that's hit home for me. And I think a lot of it goes back to like, you know, I won't say trauma, but like past childhood stuff. Right. Like growing up, like, hey, the only time I was told I was doing a good job is like when we won the, the baseball game or something. Right. Or when I got a hit, you know, as opposed to like having approval and acceptance just for like who I am and, and what's important to me. And so um, that's been big for me, too, is like. Yes, there are times that you, you know, you're going to love that approval from other people, especially if it's somebody you love. Like, it's amazing, right? But like, you're not doing it for that, right? You're doing it yeah. for you, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. I, I, I don't know where I picked this up. Um, certainly, it wasn't my own original thought. But, you know, somebody once told me, God, I wish I could remember who is that, that right when I was entering the entrepreneur, the second round of entrepreneurship about five years ago, he said, um, running a business is like taking a shit. You don't have to ask anybody for permission and you're responsible for the mess. And if you're expecting other people to clean up your mess, or if you're waiting for somebody to tell you when you can go to the bathroom, you're going to have a lot of problems. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Like, I, like okay, that. Yeah, like, 100%, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, to your point, like who are you, 
you know, make a list of things that you do day to day, breathe, eat, shit, whatever. Then right next to it, who gives you permission to do that? Oh, nobody. So why is running a business any different? Why is working out any different? Why is it like, who who are you waiting for to tell you to do the thing that you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, awesome question, Nico. So Andrew, let's uh, let's roll to you. We might have time for for one more. I know you got to hop off uh, here in a few, Jake. Yes. Um, thanks for that. That was uh, one of my first questions. Was kind of a combination of Nikos and Drew. Your little add-on, so that was perfect. Um, the other question I have is sort of, you know, I uh, listened to the podcast and then, full disclosure, stalked your social media, saw the uh, comparison of yeah. the uh, the pre and the post, kind of getting your life in a better place, and I'm kind of square in the middle of of similar uh situation where i kind of devoted the last 10 years to my education and my career and i'm now trying to come out on the other side i've got an 18 month old son and i'm trying to like oh you're in it yeah. on things that are important um and so i guess my question for you is how did the people specifically your wife and the people closest to you respond to the change in you and did they come with you on the journey did they think it was kind of silly and unnecessary. I mean, I guess I'm like, I find myself constantly reading and, and trying to develop myself, right? I've joined this group. I'm trying to be more intentional. And my husband is like here for it. Like he's happy to do it, but he's also not meeting me at the same place. And so yeah. and how does that pull on, on the relationship and things like that? Yeah, I think um, I had a really unhealthy relationship with my expectations of other people as I was losing the physical weight. Specifically, my wife, I was really hard on her um, about that. My my wife is she's not necessarily overweight. She just had had two kids, right? She was just on the back end of having two kids. And then I'm this guy who ended up losing 55 or so pounds. And I look good without a shirt on and she's struggling hormonally. She's struggling with sleep. She's her body's going through all these kinds of changes and I'm inappropriately directing like, well, look at what I can do with all this time I have and look at what you're not doing. Um, I also would look at my friends in a different way, almost with like distaste and disdain of like, you know, why aren't you doing the same thing that I'm doing now that I've woken up to the fact that I've been phoning it in like, um, what I have found, however, over time is that when you make the change, it makes people uncomfortable at first. And when you sustain the change, it creates gravity around you where you become a resource for them. Right. So they will eventually take that whatever jealousy or insecurity that they have that they were originally directing toward you like that silly feeling that you said earlier is just like why are you doing this like why is this so important oh you have vanity oh it's just like it's you know whatever excuse somebody can do because they're scared to turn the mirror on themselves and say hey i'm i'm not living this life as optimum as i can right i am making choices with food or physical activity that will have long-term detrimental effects and i'm going to choose not to see that and then i'm going to point at you like you're the weird one Right. And so over time though, all of a sudden they'll be like, Hey, I had a guy the other day. He goes, 
listen, I can do, I can, and he's kind of out of shape, but he's like, I do the bicep curls. He goes, but you got big forearms. How do you get big forearms? And I'm like, oh shit, he's coming to me talking about my forearms. He wants to know what exercise I, and I give, you know, give the knowledge, give the love. And all of a sudden, like I've got three or four friends that are, are have started to make that change um, in, in a positive way. So, you know, for you, it's a lonely road at first. And then all of a sudden you'll be like Forrest Gump and you'll turn around and you got all these people that are like, where are we running? Like, let's go, man. Like it, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, a great analogy for, um, Forrest Gump's a great analogy for a lot of things in life, but it's certainly a good one here. Yeah. I'll, I'll echo that too, Jay is, is consistency, right. Is what does it. So like, yeah. you know, our, our 10,000 steps thing that we do, right. Like I've been doing it for like two years now. Right. But like when I first started, it was a big change for me because I, it would be like nine o'clock at night. And I'd be like, oh shit, I still got 2000 steps. Like I'm going to get it. Like I'm going to get it. And uh, I used to piss my wife off so much, you know, cause I, I'd like have to disappear for like 15 minutes, you know, just to get my steps in or whatever. And then I, I've done that for like almost two years straight now. Um, and about six months ago, I had like, I had like the flu. I felt like shit. And I told my wife, I had probably had like 3000 steps left. And I told my wife, I was like, she, I think I'm just gonna skip it tonight, you know? Um, and then she looked at me like, what are you talking about? You know, she was like, go out there and get your steps in. She was like, that's just what you do. And I was like, oh. shit. Yeah. You know, so like consistency is what's going to drive that, that adoption by then. But then it also goes back to what we talked about before drew, which is like the need for other people's approval too. Right. Is, is what, why are we, why are we trying to create this change? Is it for us or is it for someone else? You know? Um, and so getting clear on that and understanding that like, I can't control what someone else does as much as I want to. Um, and, and being okay with that. Right. And knowing that hopefully it's not guaranteed, but hopefully like what Jake was talking about will happen, right. With enough consistency and effort over a long period of time that they'll start to, to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, yeah. So John's got one, uh, he can't hop on, but, uh, we have our own non-negotiables. Yep. Um, the birthday story from the podcast resonated. I'm going to shift the energy I bring to the day. That's right. I, I love that story as well. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, what, what, so our non-negotiables, Jay, just to, to tell you, and then I'd love to hear yours. Our non-negotiables are six uh, daily habits. So one is no snooze button ever. Um, hydrate in the morning, 24 ounces of water in the morning. We connect with our identity statement, kind of what you were talking about, toe off the wall, right? We connect with that in the morning. Um, we get 10,000 steps in. We do personal development daily. Um, and then we track our macros. We track our food. So that's our non-negotiables. But, but yeah, Jonathan, everyone would love to hear what yours are. Dude, I've got one non-negotiable at this time in my life. Like I've got right now, the flow of my life is includes many of the things that you just said, right? Not hitting the snooze button, not drinking water. So like for me, because it's in the flow of my life right now, like maybe I just don't recognize it as, you know, as consciously. Um, but the thing is, is gratitude for me. Like I have to do a daily gratitude practice in the morning and the afternoon I have to say it out loud. So I come up to my office. I have a chair up here and, you know, I'll just sit down at the end of the day, no matter what time it is, whatever time my day ends, I will come upstairs for two to three minutes and I will sit down and I would just think about what I was grateful at for the day. I go to bed with a clean conscience. I wake up excited to attack the day. Um, and then, you know, when you're doing that all the time, it helps you see the good and people and situations and what a gift this whole experience and journey of life that we're on is, um, for so long, I've taken it too seriously, like way too seriously. And like, 
that whole gratitude practice, at least for me. And if, if you don't do that, maybe work it into some of your non-negotiables there. It sounds like it might be, um, um, integrated with some of that, but like, man, I have the best kids, man. I have the absolute best freaking kids and I have an amazing wife who loves me and takes care of me. We've been together 20 years, um, which is phenomenal. Um, live in a nice, safe neighborhood. I've got a great friend group. I'm, yeah, dude, I, I could just, that gratitude bomb stuff, like you just name off, not just like one thing you're grateful for, but fuck, if you're sitting down for two or three minutes, just blow it up, dude. Say it out loud. Just, you know, you know, maybe when you get off the call today, just sit down and just start going. This is what I'm grateful for, man. And connect with it and sit with it. And for me, if I don't do that on a consistent basis, because I have a bad memory <laughs> and because I have scars and my own trauma, I'll just get into this like, have to get me with that man every day. Love that. Yeah, love that. That's something. That, it's not one of our non-negotiables, but but absolutely is a powerful uh, exercise. It's, it's one that I need to uh, to do a lot more often. I, I try to do it every morning, but but don't hit it. But I, I like the idea of having that be a non-negotiable man because it just it does just shifts your perspective. You know, it really does. Mm. So we'll, behind you too, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm grateful for him throwing Cheerios at me, you know, while we have our, our community call. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, well, fellas, uh, hopefully this isn't the last time I drop by. Um, certainly would love to drop on this call here or there. Um, best to you all and, and everything you're doing. Thanks for the support and listening to the podcast. Uh, and Drew, thank you, man. I've, it's been, it's been awesome knowing you for the last couple of years. Uh, it's, it's uh, always a pleasure, man. Absolutely, Jake. We'll, we'll stay in touch, man. You guys hit up Jake for, for anything. I'm sure he'd be happy to chat with you. 100%. So. Appreciate it, man. Go crush it. Cheers, guys. Bye. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll um, we'll wrap with Jake right there. Um, but I, I'm happy to stay on as long as as you guys want to. Um, you may have to put up with with Murphy and, and throwing Cheerios at the screen for a little bit. But um, if you guys have any questions or just want to wrap about anything, I'm open to stay on as long as you guys want to. But – if not, we can uh we can end it there, you know. Chris, what's up, man? Not much, dude. Yeah, how's life going, brother? Uh, life's going good, man. Working uh working at the house today. That's why I was able to get on the call. Uh, yeah, I'd actually never been never been on a call that has it, you know, like this. Uh, obviously, I'm on calls and stuff like that throughout the day for work, but uh. I guess from the podcast and things I listen to, um, it seems like most, the, the few podcasts I listen to are centered around men's groups and they're, they've all got their, uh, their weekly calls and everything like that. But, um, yeah, this, this was cool. This was cool to sit in on. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, hopefully you guys get value from these calls. Um, we'll, we'll do, um, you know, every third, third, we missed last month just cause freaking January is crazy, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of back into the cadence of things and, and, um, you know, my, my ask is just for, for your feedback inside the Epitech crew, right? Like I said, it, it's, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we, we've got some things in the shoot to hopefully make it a little bit more engaging, uh, a little bit better, more, you know, more resources for you guys. Because the ultimate vision for me, man, is we, we've got, I mean, just thousands of members in, in the group. Um, it's extremely engaging. It, it doesn't, but it doesn't feel like there's a thousand, thousand members in the group, if that makes sense, you know? So um, so we'll get there and, and, uh, you know, we've got another call on Friday with some of you guys that can join just to give some feedback on, on it. And so I would love to hear your feedback and, um, it, it's always welcome.
Cool. Hey, so I got a question about your boy back there. Yeah. Uh, his name's uh, Murphy. Murphy. Um, yes, sir. So any uh, any correlation to the uh, the stupid workout, the Murphy, the Murphy? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's actually the reason why. Yeah, as for Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Um, but uh, there's just a lot of good Murphys, man. You know. Um, yeah. You got you got Audie Murphy. You got Lieutenant Michael Murphy. You got Eddie Murphy. Uh, you got Dale yeah. Murphy from the Braves, which is my, my team. Um, you know, legend third baseman. Um, and so, and, and I'm Irish. My background's Irish, and so. Gotcha. Uh, wanted to have wanted to have an Irish name kid because our other two aren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Uh, I ran my first Murph, I guess about about four years ago. Um, I don't have a uh, I don't have a pull up bar, so I substituted with some uh, with just a just a shitload of bent over rows. <laughs> I substituted with that and. Uh, Kind of felt like I was going to die whenever I was done with it. And then the following year, I told my daughter, who uh, she's she's not an athlete, but um, I guess at the time she was like she she was uh, big time into competitive swimming, and um, she would always hold a good pace in athletics when it came to running. So I said, "Hey, this year you're running it with me," and I'm not ashamed to say that I got smoked. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a that's a great it's a great benchmark workout you know um i usually do it obviously for memorial day you know i do it then but i usually do it a couple couple two or three times during the year um yeah. so when i was deployed um in afghanistan in 2012 march was a really shitty month for us we lost a lot of guys um and so i i usually do one for the guy that i got on uh right here for march 1st and then I do it again at the end of the month for March 29th. Um, and then I'll do it Memorial Day as well. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to do it this year with the shoulder. We'll see. Um, but I might have to substitute something, you know. But, yeah, it's a great, great benchmark workout. Yeah, it's tough. Definitely for sure. So, well, um, well, good, guys. Well, he's losing it in the background. So, I'm going to go uh, get him some more Cheerios. Um, but, uh, but thanks for hopping on. And uh, let me know your feedback, too, inside the crew. Uh, if you guys have some comments from the call, you know, um, just drop them in there and be happy to get to them. So, um, all right, gents. Well, hey, go, go crush today. Awesome. Thanks. All right. See you guys. See, see you. Guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show and supporting our mission to change the culture by creating more epic dads. If this message resonates with you and you are ready to start becoming the husband, father, and man that you are called to be, I'd like to invite you to do two things. The first is to join our free online community called the Epic Dad Crew. Inside the crew, you will get access to resources, workout programs, courses, community, everything you need to start leveling up as a dad. We are not meant to be lone wolves. We are meant to be part of a tribe surrounded by men that will challenge us and hold us accountable to living as our best selves. So hit the link in the description of this episode and join the Epic Dad crew today. And if you are ready to accelerate your results and create massive change in your life, I'd like to invite you to join our 90-day Epic Dad Accelerator. Our goal with the Accelerator is to help you create an unshakable foundation as a husband and a father, build unstoppable discipline and habits, get into incredible shape with a custom workout and nutrition plan, 
and provide massive accountability to becoming the type of man you want to become. If you are ready to radically change your life as a father in just 90 days, hit the link in the description of the show to learn more and see if the accelerator is a good fit for you. Thanks for listening. Now go be epic.